May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Good morning. Um, I think the uh, readings today uh, offer us an opportunity to talk about something that's a little bit important, a little bit controversial, uh, rushing in where angels fear to tread on the, the question of morality. And um, I think this encounter with Jesus and the Pharisees regarding the, um, the disciples picking the heads of the grain on the Sabbath and they're doing something unlawful and then his example of King David eating that bread of offering uh, and then the conclusion where Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's why the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath is a, a great, uh, boy, a great moment, a great passage that uh, kind of reorients the whole understanding of morality for us as Catholic. Now, I would like to propose that being Catholic sometimes is hard. It would be so much easier to do what so many people do. On the one hand, you could just be so into rules, like here's a, you know, like a list of rules, and it's, it's kind of like um, in sports, right? Every sport has a rule book, and every sport's got an umpire or a referee, and that referee has the rule book, and it is his job to you know, apply the rule book, right? Um, so on that note, uh, if you have a friend, like the Friars, we have this friend who's an audiovisual guy, and so he's got this uh, man cave at his house, it's here in the Bronx, and he's got the latest and greatest equipment, and uh, it's because it's his business, so he, he invites clients over to show them this insane projector, and it's like this huge screen, and the audio and the video quality, it's like the, the highest definition possible, and, uh, if you ever get to go and watch football there, it is so much better than even being at the game. I mean, this is huge 4K, ultra high definition image, you know, and, and, and wonderful lighting and the audio. And, and it's amazing how many cameras. I think they've got like 30 cameras at these football stadiums, including these cameras that are on wires that kind of fly through the field. Have you ever seen this? Um, and it's like with every play, if there's if something happens, you know, if there's a call, there's a flag, somebody did something against the rules, uh, you know, they've got the video footage of that from like five different angles, and it's like incredible, you know. And it's like he did, he held, you know, that was a good call. It's a penalty. They threw the flag, ten yard penalty, you know. Um, so we're almost up to the Super Bowl, so I have to say, <laughs> or like in uh, if you ever watch a baseball game. It is so amazing to see the slow-mo of the pitch. You see that ball, which is going like 100 miles an hour, you know, like going through the air and then it like curves and dances and stuff. It's like, how did anybody ever hit that thing? Um, okay, so back to our story. <laughs> so it would be so easy to approach morality like some people do is like, here's like the rule book, here's the rules. You don't have to understand the rules. They don't even have to make sense. They don't even have, you know, it's just follow the rules and we need a referee who's gonna blow the whistle and throw a flag if a rule gets broken, okay? So it would be kind of easy to live that way, but that's not really the Catholic way. And then the other extreme would be to do what a lot of people do, and that is to just be so warm and fuzzy and lovey-dovey and subjective about everything. So that kind of like anything goes, actually, at the end of the day, and it's like, well, God, God is love, and God understands, and, you know, and it's kind of like the um, kind of always looking for the loophole like where I can kind of do whatever I want. And there's, you know, no, you know, it's a redefinition of sin, which, you know, actually don't believe in sin anymore. And there's kind of a lot of people in that camp. It could be kind of easier, wouldn't it? To just kind of like get on that train, you know, and go that way. And uh, boy, I, you know, anyways, you want some examples of that. Just, you know, look at the newspaper or whatever. The, let's turn on the radio. 
Um, so, but to be Catholic is, is so much harder than those two extremes, huh? So here we are. And um, so uh, the, the very full and actually beautiful and life-giving Catholic approach to morality takes the best of both of those extremes. So on the one hand, th there is uh, an objective nature to what is true, to what is good, to what is right and wrong. God has revealed it, you know, and you have the beginning of that with the Ten Commandments. The church has always taught that the Ten Commandments make explicit what was already implicit in natural law. You know, what we, this, uh, you know, uh, law that corresponds to our nature as humans. And then you have the gospel of Jesus and uh, the Beatitudes and like all of those great passages where we get some real concrete guidance as to what God is looking for from us. And, um, and an approach that sees that God is love but we have an understanding of what love means. It doesn't mean anything you want it to mean, but it means that God is just, right? We had that in the first reading. God is not unjust. He is just, and he also is mercy. And in the love of God, the mercy and the justice are perfect. You know, and they're not contradicting one another. He is mercifully just. He is justly merciful, okay? And so there's a, and a, there is also the necessity of grace that comes from the death of Jesus and comes to us through prayer and sacraments. And, but there's also our own freedom and our own you know, responsibility for choices we make. There's culpability for our sins and there's merit for our, our good works, cooperating with his grace. So all of that is the Catholic approach. And it's, it's a lot harder than the, the extremes, you know, which are kind of like easy ways out. And um, to, to realize that, uh, like Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, meaning that all of the rules is not the be-all, end-all. You know, it's our humanity, and the glory of God is man fully alive, this fullness of holiness and virtue and authentic humanity, and the rules that God has revealed uh, have the context of a relationship with him that enables that to happen. So it helps us to be whole and healthy and holy and happy, actually. Uh, the Beatitudes, blessed are you, I uh, mean, the fullness of happiness and uh, to be who we were made to be and uh, the, uh, fully human. And uh, that is the, the Catholic approach, which is uh, a little more subtle, a little more difficult, a little more challenging, but way more life-giving and beautiful. So on that note, there is a little bit of controversy, which is worth mentioning. So you need to know, um, I've noticed that on many of the um, windowsills of your convents, you have a copy of the uh, post-synodal apostolic exhortation from the Pope called Amoris Laetitia, the joy of loving, you, right, you have that. And you are familiar, there's a bit of a controversy happening with that. So it's unfortunate because that document, which is, is uh, uh, the fruit of a synod of bishops that the Pope had, and it was all about marriage and, and family life, that document is filled with all kinds of great stuff. And it's so unfortunate that there's this controversy, because you know what happens when there's controversy, a couple of, uh, points get kind of like, this is what everybody talks about, and there's all this other stuff in there that kind of gets ignored. So there's a lot of great stuff in there, which is really wonderful, um, talking about, you know, living our humanity and living lives of love and, and what that means, you know, with our weaknesses and our, our frailty and our, the goodness of our human nature that's fallen, and yet there's God's grace and mercy that's there, calls us forward to, to strive. Um, but uh, anyway, so it's worth noting just a, a little bit of guidance on the controversy um, th there are some areas in that document which could maybe have been a little better. And so um, there was some cardinals that had requested 
uh, a formal request for clarification on a couple of issues, which is a really normal thing to do. That's how you do it. And it was all done privately. And for whatever reason, the, their request for clarity was ignored. So then it kind of got out in the public and it was like, now it's, it's fodder for controversy. Um, so if you ever get a chance to see, and I would recommend actually, to get a copy of this request for clarity, it's called a dubia. It's excellent. And they really did a good job pinpointing the areas that, okay, we need a little more clarity on these issues. It was excellent. But even above that, I think probably the best interpretation of the document is uh, Archbishop Chaput, the Archbishop of Philadelphia. He, he put out a wonderful kind of follow-up document for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia that offers some real guidance and clarity on how to understand and to live what the document is saying. And uh, so anyway, so that's worth getting a copy of as well. It's like really good, solid guidance there. But uh, the, the thing being is that the, the Catholic approach to, to the morality, it, you know, again, it's not the two extremes. It's not throwing everything out and saying there's no rules and do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, it's also, you know, understanding the weakness and frailty of those who are not perfect and who struggle and strive and how do we meet people where they are and then accompany them to take the next best step and to, to walk with the Lord and to, to have hope, right? The, the first reading talked about hope as an anchor. We need that. We need that, you know, to, to help guide us as we struggle along here in this Valley of Tears, you know? So um, again, the uh, Sabbath was made for man. The rules, the morality, the guidance that God has given us, um, the Catholic approach is there. It's, it matches our nature. It's, it's life-giving. It's challenging. It, it, you know, it calls us to greater holiness and virtue, living lives of love, and uh, taking stock of our weakness and our, our frailties, the need for grace, the need for mercy, the need for patience. You know, nobody becomes a saint in one day, right? This is a process. You know, as we we you know go through the stages of the spiritual life, you know, purgative, which you're probably going to be there for quite a while, you know, and then the illuminative, and then the unitive. You know, it's it's all in harmony with this um, beautiful tradition of Catholic, you know, spirituality and morality that we have, and um, so all of that really is to be um, a great encouragement, you know, that when God has come, he's, he's calling us, and he's, he's not calling us to do something that's contrary to our nature, right? So important, that's the Catholic understanding. He, he doesn't ask us to grow wings and fly, right? We don't become birds. <laughs> he doesn't ask us to grow gills and swim, right? We don't become fish or even mermaids, okay? But to become men and women, become fully human, alive with the grace of God, living lives of love. You know, it's, it's a participation in the love of God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a communion in that love, and uh, it's challenging, right? The gospel comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. It cuts both ways like a two-edged sword, right? The word of God. So just a little word of encouragement, you know, as we struggle along in our, our own, our lives, you know, our spirituality, our prayers, our, our struggles, to know that God is with us. He loves us. He's calling us. He knows you know, our weaknesses, and, uh, and yet he's still there. We can, we can have hope, we can have confidence, we can have a great trust in his mercy and his love as we strive to grow. And uh, so we pray for that grace this day. Amen. Mm -hmm.